Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. And joining me today, a very special guest, Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? It's uh, it's good to be here. It's good. Yeah, you're gonna pull the get the mic in the right spot there. It's uh, feels feels nice. I got you. Okay. Well, um, I'll talk about the first thing while Charlie's trying to figure out how to speak into a microphone. Feels, feels great. That's good. That's good. Okay. That's Mr. Like, Charles Chuck Thompson, our guest. I like being here. I'm not sure. You know, there's no way of knowing. And it's real nice. What if it was someone's first episode they were listening to today and actually thought that that's what it was going to sound like the whole time? I, that would be hilarious. Yeah. It would be so funny. Listen, we went out and partied. We did the Nash. <laughs> we did Broadway Nashville we last did night. Broadway last night. We did it hard. They took a shot. I, t- of I did. Of Sprite. Okay, so it's Dumb Leap of the Week. This is the day of the week where we finally get to talk about all the dumb stuff that's going on. Make it's the sure. world. It's worldwide favorite episode. It is the most mm-hmm. the most favorite. It's it's known most Not just for America's dumbness. favorite episode of the week. It's the entire it's, world. It's worldwide. Mainly people in Russia and Ukraine love this episode. It's their favorite <laughs> one. Although we're not going to be really mentioning them much today, except for right then. So make sure you smash that follow button. Go to joingml.com and join the private chat so you can vote on what the dumbest bleep of the week is every single Friday and hang out with us every day of the week in that chat. And you can also uh, throw in ideas for the show. You can send over articles and stuff. I may or may not see all of them, but uh, I, I pulled a couple from the group you today. You get invited so to Nate Fest. You can go to Nate Fest, and that's the number one thing mm-hmm. for sure. Well, let's uh, let's get going with Dumb Leap number one right here. Let me put it up on the on the screen. This uh, okay, I was hitting the wrong button. I'm tired. I'm not hungover, but I am really tired mm. today. I'll tell you that. Okay, someone in the group sent this over. I appreciate it. This is from Market Watch. The price of gasoline isn't really at a record high. In fact, the inflation-adjusted cost of driving a mile was higher for most of the past century. That's a heck of an article title right there. I'll mm. tell you what. That's a, that's a paragraph. It's really a not at a record high. You just take, a, yeah, take inflation away. It's a new strategy. Yeah. Gas isn't really at a record high. Mm. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Now, there's, part of, there's, a, there's an idea behind this that would be true, if it were true right now, it's true sometimes, but it's it's not actually true. And I brought the receipts right now. So um, Rex Nutting is the is the uh, author's name. I almost said guy. And I was like, oh, it's 2022. Uh, that's the person's name who wrote the article. Inflation is this person made the dumb bleep list. Yeah, they did. Thanks, Rex. Inflation is soaring. The many families are struggling to keep ahead, but it might help to know that real prices have been higher before without crashing the economy. So when you fill up, you're going to feel better. It doesn't matter that your dollar's <laughs> worth less. It doesn't matter, okay? <laughs> the retail price of gasoline in the United States has soared by 80 cents a gallon since the beginning of the year, we are told. <laughs> we are told. That statistic is true, mm. but trivial. <laughs> this is, you know, it's a, bold, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> People who believe gasoline prices have never been so high are suffering from what economists call mass formation psychosis. No, the money 
illusion is what it's called. The money illusion. It's money illusion. Simply That's all put, what's happening, folks. Simply put, this means our brains are fooling us. You're just, you're crazy, man. <laughs> you're crazy. You're sitting here thinking gas is too expensive. Yeah. Simply put, this means our brains are fooling us into thinking we've never had it so bad when actually the cost of driving a mile in your gas-powered vehicle is now lower than it was for most of the past century. The statement he just said is true. The cost of driving a mile in your gas-powered vehicle is lower than it was for most of the past century. Yes, prices... He's gaslighting us about gas, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's literal it's, gaslighting. That's Yeah. <laughs> and he's... He, without saying you're crazy, he's like, your brains are fooling us, and he's mm -hmm. including himself. Yeah. This is hilarious. Yes, prices are up, but so are our incomes. And cars are much more efficient now than they were even 10 years ago. That's all true. Once you adjust for the purchasing power of a dollar and the increased gas mileage of the cars and trucks on the road, gasoline prices aren't so high that they'll crush the economy. So a couple things on this money illusion thing. This would be like if you took something where it was true, then it would be true. You could use a, a very, very simple, just baseline example. Okay. Uh, say a candy bar cost five cents and now cost 10 cents. All right. But we had 200% inflation over that time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you could say, well, maybe this thing should cost 15 cents, but it actually cost 10. And let's say 10 cents is the highest price a candy bar has ever been. All right. But actually the price went down relative to, to the inflation during that time. So, okay. So that would be true. Right? Mm -hmm. That right there. The problem is you're not required to use a certain amount of candy bars every single day, you know, to go to work and to do all the stuff that you need to do. That's where this really gets tricky. Gas cost $1.25 a gallon back in 1980, but the average worker was only making six seventy-five an hour. It took the typical worker 11 minutes to earn enough to buy a gallon. Now, with gas costing four seventeen a gallon, it takes a typical worker making $26.94 an hour just over nine minutes weren't enough to buy a gallon. So they also talk about how cars are more efficient. In 1980, gas mileage was so awful that driving a mile costs 30 cents for gas in today's dollars. Today, if your vehicle gets the national average of 23 miles a gallon, driving a mile costs 16 cents for the gas. And if the gas goes to 450, the cost will be a bit under 20 cents per mile. All right, gas would have to get to nearly $7 a gallon to match the 30 cents per mile of 1980 and 1981. And so they lay out the case right mm -hmm. there. He, lay, he lays out this whole case. So I brought some stuff for everyone to look at. If you're uh, watching the video, maybe on YouTube later, which you just subscribed to because I mentioned it. And we thank you for your subscription to Good Morning Liberty YouTube right there. Okay, so they're showing the uh, real price of gasoline per mile driven in 1980 was right at 30 cents. And right now they're showing it just a little bit over 15 cents. So there's that chart right there. But, and he talks about inflation and how it's not really more expensive than what it used to be. This point ends up not working very well because in 1980, $1.25 would have been worth $1.25. That same $1.25 in 2022 uh, would cost you $4.30, which is roughly what the national average for a gallon of gas is mm. right now, which is weird. Actually, kind of right where it is. Consistent with inflation. Isn't that something? Is the point. Consistent with inflation. Mm -hmm. so, but he's using inflation as a reason to say that actually it's not the case. 
here's the uh, the average retail price chart from Gas Buddy right here. Actually, right up here around four thirty four. I like Gas Buddy for these prices because they have real time prices up to the second, pretty much on their on their app. So up they've to got the that refresh. Yeah, as soon as it refreshes, right there. Here's the problem. I know you're like, okay, well, what's the issue with this right now? This right here from Fred, the St. Louis Fred, the Federal Reserve. That patient's dead, by the way. <laughs> so this, the lines are health, so... If you're a healthcare worker. The lines are so squiggly on this chart if you're yeah. watching because this is not seasonally adjusted, so it spikes up and down with different seasons. The seasonally adjusted did not go all the way back. I just want people to know that that's considered VTAC. Oh, okay. If you're, yeah, in the healthcare world. So if your, if your EKG looks like that, then you're, you're having a heart attack. So this chart right here is a problem. This is the miles, the vehicle miles traveled. Vehicle miles traveled in 1980. It was around 1.2 billion miles traveled, I believe. That's mm. what it comes out to. Let me see. What is that? 80,000 million right there. That comes out to what? 80 billion? 80 billion. So the, when it goes up to, let me, I can barely read this from here, 120. Well, I guess we made it up to like 120 billion, something like that. Uh, miles driven. That's a lot. That's a lot of miles. That's a lot of miles. Mm -hmm. The problem is this 120 right here is now up at 280 for miles driven every year. The issue is people are driving further than they used to for things. Okay. As our cars became more efficient. We've moved out further as the cities became too expensive We've and crowded. We've moved out further. And so now the number of miles driven is uh, about 2.5 times what it was in 1980. So that's an issue whenever he's talking about how, well, actually this isn't... There's good. probably more people driving yeah. too. You're actually not getting hosed very, very hard on this. The issue is people are driving 2.5 times more than what they used to. So this gas is actually taking up way more of the budget than it used to, and 2.5 times where it is right now, by the way, would put this up to 45 cents per uh, mile. Well, the basically 45 cents right there, and actually would make it the most expensive the gas has ever cost anyone, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you can try and explain this away if you want to, but the issue is gas is more of a cost than it used to be because the prices are going up a bunch. And not okay. only that, but the, the, the real problem is, is that the wages income has not kept up with inflation mm -hmm. since 1980. Yeah. So if, if, if it were true. And that's because of corporate greed. Yeah. Corporate yeah. greed, obviously. Mm -hmm. And because they haven't raised the federal minimum wage. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's probably why. But that's, so the, the problem is that your government's spending too much money and the value of the dollars become basically worthless. Mm. We've lost, what is it now? 95%. It's quite a the, lot of the value of the dollar. It's quite a lot. Yeah. So you only you have five percent purchasing power. Well, compared to nineteen eighty, you probably have, I would say, fifty percent less purchasing power than you did in nineteen eighty. Let me see what the inflation with two hundred and forty four percent cumulative rate of inflation since nineteen eighty. It's like sixty five percent less so, purchasing power. Um, it's not good. We'll tell you that. Here's the deal: you don't need to try and propagandize away the fact that gas is too expensive right now. It's mm. too, it's, it's, it's expensive. All right. Now there's supply and demand. Those are things that matter. Elizabeth Warren's going to talk to us about supply and demand mm. here in a second. We got a little video and uh, those things do matter. But when the government is both screwing up the supply and the demand 
of something, then there is someone you can money. look to them. Yeah. And overall, <laughs> the purchase the purchasing power of the demand. So they're messing up supply and demand and in more ways than one. And so, yeah, you can kind of look to them and say, hey, maybe this is your fault. Maybe it's not the corporations. But Elizabeth Warren never met a corporation that wasn't their fault. Mm, that's, that's right. <laughs> Whatever it was. Whatever it is for her. All so. right. Thanks, Rex, for dumb believe number one, the, for gaslighting us about gas. It's not that high, folks. Quit mm. bitching. Yeah. Get out there and... Quit your moaning. Get out there and work harder, basically. All right. Go ahead with this article here, Charles. All right, dumb bleep number two. This from from truthout.org. Yeah, it was just, I actually picked this one because the uh, screenshot was the best. That's a good screenshot. <laughs> That's why I picked it. Warren says Democrats are working on a bill to tax Big Oil's windfall profits. Mm. So Elizabeth Warren wants to tax fossil fuel companies' profits to prevent them from fleecing customers at the gas pump. Well, let's see what she has to say about this real quick. Because, I mean, she has a plan for everything. And she's got a plan for this, too. So should Congress be monitoring profiteering? Absolutely. And actually, we are. Uh, I'm co-sponsoring with Senator Whitehouse and others a bill on uh, windfall profits tax. Look, we get it. Supply and demand that prices go up. But profit margins should not go up. That's just oil companies gouging when they do that. So we're going to be on them on this. Okay. It's okay. Everyone remain calm. It's just, <laughs> it's just price gouging, folks. This is not the first time that someone has suggested a windfall profits tax, by the way. In fact, we've had one before. It didn't help. Go yeah, ahead, Charlie. This from Reason Now. As part of his administration's response to the Iran oil shock in 1979, Jimmy Carter championed the crude oil windfall profit tax of 1980. Quote, the purpose of the tax was to recoup much of the revenue that would have otherwise gone to the oil industry, noted a 2009 Congressional Research Service report. That report found that the windfall profits tax raised far less money than projected, while simultaneously reducing the amount of domestic oil that it would have otherwise been supplied. The $80 billion in gross revenues generated by the windfall profit tax between 1980 and 1988 was significantly less than the $393 billion projected. Huh. Imagine that. That hardly ever happens. That must be one time, one time only that ever happened. From 1980 to 1988, the windfall profit tax may have reduced domestic oil production anywhere from 320 to 1,269 million barrels. Dependence on imported, grew, imported oil grew from between 3% and 13%. So that's a fresh idea. She's got a plan for this. Mm. You know, we never had it. There's a couple of points here. I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea. Here's the idea. The oil companies are profiting a lot. So we're going to tax their profits. And when we do that, they're going to lower the prices. They're going to keep people from. Yeah. They're yeah. just going to take it. They're just going to take less money. They're not going to raise any prices on anything to try and make the same amount of money they were making beforehand at all. Mm -mm. So they'll just make, and by the way, it's not like that money just goes to you so you can buy gas or anything, it just goes into the government's coffers and then they set it on fire behind the Capitol. That's basically all they're going to do. Or behind the treasury <laughs> building, I guess. I don't know. So that's what, what actually happens. She yeah. said profit margins should not go up. That's price gouging. Should they be allowed to go down? That's... I mean, they can't go up. 
Is there just like a standard profit margin we have to set, I guess? Like, and then if you do go down, can you go back up? Because they're to, going to where you were before. If that's you, an interesting question, Charlie, because you know what's happening right now? They went down. I'm just using Exxon because she had talked about Exxon in the previous tweet. And in the uh, mid to, let's see, 2007 ish and in 2013, their profit margin was over 10%. Mm. And in 2020, it dropped all the way down to minus 12% profit margin. So their profit has skyrocketed since from that the, date. From exactly right here, where this is back up to around 8.4% which is not even as much as their profit margin was in 2018. That is a that is a chart of price gouging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so just notice their profit margin is 8.4%. Gas is much more expensive, and their profit margin is not even where it was in 2018. In fact, let me look at that chart of the uh, gas prices. Is 2018 on here? Do you see how oh, it goes to 2020 mm -hmm. down to $2 down here? I don't know what it was back then. I think it was a little bit pricier back then. But this is only because they're price gouging people. The gas being like almost twice as much since then, even though their profit margins are less than they were at that time. That's kind of inconvenient, I guess. And the solution is to tax their profits but what's because the, they won't raise the profit. What's they, the solution when the profit margin goes from 8% down to negative 12%? Tax it. <laughs> You tax that negative profit, oh, Senator Warren, Chief God. Warren, Warden Warren. We're screwed. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. No, I mean, the truth of the matter is, would you get a tax credit? They probably, I mean, they do get a lot of credit. So let's be honest there. They probably did get some bailout money, I bet. Mm -hmm. They probably did. So. Yeah, the real problem is the inter twangling. I just, it's like the prices can only go down. No one's ever complaining when prices are going down on stuff. No one was pissed that gas got down to like $1.90 a gallon. You know, in 2020 mm. or whatever it was, everyone's totally fine with that. We were price gouging the oil industry at that time. <laughs> we were, you were price gouging the oil companies yeah. and the gas stations, the poor, poor gas stations mm -hmm. that you were price gouging on a, on a daily basis. This is just supply and demand, but all she wants to do is fix the profits. There's no talk about fixing the supply or the demand or inflation. <laughs> None of it. Yeah. It's you got to have someone to blame. Yeah. It's always easy to blame the oil companies. Now, a lot of libertarians or folks would say that they're, you know, the, the subsidies and the credits and all the stuff that oil companies get that we subsidize the oil industry. There is a big problem of cronyism in a lot of this. But the fault of the matter is uh, Amanda doesn't understand what intertwangling means, <laughs> but it's the the government is in a crony intertwined intertwangling mode, probably romantic relationship mm. with businesses. That's probably literally true. And yeah, in some cases. Yeah, I know. That's, you why, know? that's why I feel like yeah. I can say it. Okay. I mean, uh, that's, that's the actual problem. And it's not a fault of capitalism or profit. It's not the fault of that at all. It's, it's the fault of the intertwangling. Well, the question is always... It's the only word I got for it. Who has the power of the use of force of other people to control these industries? We're not operating in a free market. You can type it out in the weird uppercase, lowercase letters. That's not free market capitalism. Mm -hmm. It isn't. They control all of it. Yeah. It's, we're not in, a, in an actual free market right now. They're not talking about the supply. We did a lot. We did a lot of talking on domestic supply and stuff like that a couple episodes ago. So you can go back and 
listen to that, or maybe it was yesterday. I don't Joe, remember any, Joe said any days. He, Joe said, I'm not speculating on motives, but if your goal was to destabilize America while increasing dependency on foreign governments, would this work? Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I And I have... Um, I have a weird conspiracy for you. I, well, I think there. I think two things could be true: either somebody like Putin's off his rocker, or he's a genius. Right? Could be somewhere in between. But the these other major powers, let's say China and Russia, if you think about it, they could have been playing this chess game for a long time with this plan in motion the whole time. Yeah. I mean, we know Osama bin Laden's goal when taking down the world trade centers was to involve America in a war and bankrupt her. It's not like taking down the world trade center was like defeating America in a war or anything. No. It was nothing else. And no. he, you know, he, he, um, succeeded with some, we got a lot of liberties taken away after that by our own government afterwards and brought us over there more so they could so they could kill some more people, you know. We talked about this the other day. I do this is a perfect I'm not saying it's what ha, what's happening. But if you looked at the outcome of the current scenario that we're going through, mm -hmm. it's pretty convenient for certain interests. We'll just say that. Like the fact it's, that we're it's worth thinking about. Like the fact that we're banning Russian oil, but we're still gonna buy Russian nickel who supplies 17% of nickel and in the world, which is very important to electric car batteries. So we're going to ban the oil. We're going to buy the nickel. Mm. Mm. That's weird, isn't it? That seems like it's only... Makes total sense. Yeah. Huh. How about that? Okay, a lot of you got... That was Dumbleat number two. Great job, everyone. Mm -hmm. Dumbleat number three, a lot of people have already heard this, seen this, but it's got to be in here from Stephen Colbert. Who cares what gas goes up to, you know? It doesn't matter. He doesn't care what it goes up to. It's not a something that he needs to worry about. Oh, yeah, because rich people don't have to worry about it. Because he's got a lot of money, so who cares? <laughs> he can feel better about this. Let's hear it from the Stevens' mouth real quick. Because the U.S. and its European allies are now discussing banning imports of Russian oil. Take that, Putin. We're not going to buy our gas from a war criminal. We're going to buy it from the good guys. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> good point. Yeah, that's a great but, point. It's going to cost. Since the invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay, that stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. I'm willing to pay. It's important. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. <laughs> right now people all over the world are trying to find uh, hey that was a good joke it's a good joke yeah yeah i'm i support that joke it's always like the poor people's being like yeah i'm fine with paying extra taxes yeah you know because i don't pay any the problem is it's not a joke <laughs> you know that it's actually how he feels and how a lot of people feel because they're like huh who cares I've got this nice fifty thousand dollars. This is our way of supporting Ukraine, and I feel good about it. And it's worth a clean conscience. Is worth. Now he makes that point afterwards when we're going to buy, you know, trying to buy from Saudi Arabia, and uh, talking to UAE, all those people over there, Venezuela, and Venezuela, stuff like yeah, a clean conscience is worth paying whatever it is. The real problem is they're so freaking out of touch with everyone. Spike Cohen had a good tweet when it came to this, by the way. I wanted just to highlight that really, uh, really quick. 
He said there are people who will look you dead in the eyes, tell you that Elon Musk makes too much money, and then tell you that we should all buy Teslas to deal with the rising price of gas. <laughs> that is great. It's a great point. Yeah. You can go even further than that, uh, that we should all buy Teslas to make sure that the entire planet is not destroyed and we don't all die. Mm -hmm. But Elon Musk makes way too much money. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. the problem. So that that that's a really great point, Spike. Uh, I'm... I, I couldn't have said it better myself, and I'm a little bit upset that we didn't already make that point on the podcast sometime. So, anyway, that was Dumbleat number three from Stephen Colbert. Charlie? Stephen Colbert. Give this one here from Nina Turner, who was a state senator, I believe, from Ohio, if I'm remembering correctly, and is now running for Congress. Blue check mark, by the way. Yeah. White in this case, but, mm -hmm. yeah. She says... One of the best solutions to high gas prices is putting money directly in people's hands. <laughs> Oil companies cornered the energy market via lobbying, and now the people are paying the price. Lobbying who? Yeah. Who right. they, exactly. they lobby? Yeah. And so the answer isn't to maybe scale back on what the government has intertwangled themselves with the oil companies. So I'm just going to keep using that word because I like it and I made it up. <laughs> All right. Rhymes are both verbs. They're both verbs. Because you can't do that. The answer the answer to inflation and high gas prices is just printing more money, mm -hmm. folks. So pass $2,000 a month survival checks. So what those are, by the way, $2,000 a month to basically anyone who qualifies for the earned income tax credit. Mm. $2,000 a month. UBI, basically, yep. for some people. Pass a Green New Deal and eliminate our dependency on oil. And she probably would also agree with murdering Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, cut, I cut that part off yeah, at the yeah, bottom. Exactly. That's what she said. You didn't want it to, yeah. Okay. Remember that whole supply and demand thing that we were talking about earlier? But the, here's what will here's what'll fix it. You give everyone a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. That's what it'll do. Mm. And then That'll prices work. won't matter anymore because you just give everyone enough money to pay for everything. I mean, I think... This is a great idea. Why not just give everybody a million dollars a month yeah, why, survival checks? Why cheap out on two thousand? Nina, I want to keep them basically in poverty. Yeah, pretty much. What about a a a, a single mom with uh, eight kids? Two thousand bucks a month. Come on, she doesn't <laughs> care about people that are having a hard time. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Why not? Why not just give everyone a million? That wouldn't make prices go up at mm, all. Mm. We didn't have any inflation previous before the war you guys remember the before the war time mm -hmm. when we were still talking about 40 year record inflation that we were dealing with yeah but they're going to try and erase the past and talk about how it only was because of the war mm -hmm. and it's only going to be due to energy prices because that affects everything and gas prices by the way everything that you have everything you can see around you traveled on something that was using fuel to bring it there mm. so it's pretty important those so and all the people offering free shipping, well, the prices of your items are going to go up. Yeah. Because that shipping ain't free, folks. Well, Amazon increased their yearly subscription, whatever it was. They probably saw this coming. So I'm sure they did. That's the, that's exactly why they did that. All right. Everybody that, was mad about it. We're like, we don't understand why Amazon's doing this. Amazon saw the writing on the window. Dumb, they took advantage of it. Dumbleat number four. The, and those pesky oil companies that are at record Four-year record net profit margins right now. Record four-year profit I margins. I can tell you had a hard time saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
the those oil companies, they're not trying to account for the fact that we're going to decrease the amount of oil that we're that the entire government and everyone involved is trying to push us away from oil. Mm. They're not going to try and make up for that whole problem or the fact that they were negative 12% over the last couple of years. They're not going to try and make up for that Mm-mm. at all. That's Mm-mm. not going to happen. We know that because of history and stuff. Okay, we got a video, a lot of videos today. The audio on this one was really quiet. So I'm going to have to pump it up and maybe I'll have to work on it later on. We'll see. I tried several videos. The audio was still quiet. The crowd noise. This is from our, um, our president. He's the president of the United States and he was in Texas and he was talking. Uh, there were three, three congressmen there and he had a couple uh, comments about the congressmen that were there. He's the president, okay, during this time of crisis. So anyway, with all that in mind, roll tape three. You know what I mean? You can smile, Jake. It's okay. It's okay. Jake's a Republican, but I, I like the hell out of him. He's got... No, I'm serious. This guy's the real deal. The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could... They really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough group. But a- okay. Just to clarify, because he kind of mumbles, and I know the audio quality isn't all that great. He said there's three congressmen here. Two of them look like they could play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. He could bomb you. Now, I'm going to show you a picture of the three congressmen that were there. <laughs> this, oh, is the no. three, this is the three congressmen yeah. uh, Colin, Alred, Jake, LZ, and Mark VC. That's because he supports the uh, racist slave trade of the NFL. <laughs> Probably. Two of them look like they could play ball, one of them looks like he could bomb you. <laughs> Okay, now to to be fair, I don't know who he's talking about. Yeah, I don't I mean, know I which don't, ones. I don't get. I have <laughs> no get idea this. which ones he's talking yeah. about. Who knows? At all, there's no way of knowing because you couldn't see exactly who it was. But I will say the guy in the middle, um, he was in the military and he was a fighter pilot uh, mm. in the military. You know, so this. maybe that'll give you a clue yeah. as to who he's. I know that you you couldn't figure out what he was talking about uh, before that. For every, McGee says two look like they play ball and one looks like the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, okay, if you're listening on the podcast, um, the two there's a picture of three guys. Um, two of them are black and one of them's white. Mm. We'll just clarify it like that. Yeah, and then you uh, discern Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> God, you know. Oh, oh! At this point, though, you're like, "Fuck it, he's so old. <laughs> he's not going to change. <laughs> he's now. not going to change now. Yeah, it's too late. Just let it go." I said, "Who need to needed to <laughs> my predecessor?" Oh God, I miss him. <laughs> At this point, his voice. Oh, <laughs> it's all you can do is laugh. That's who America voted in, allegedly. just to let you know what charlie just said has been fact checked and joe biden did in fact win the 2020 presidential election over donald j trump the incumbent Mm. see we can still put that on youtube now okay that i said that there we go and i meant it alleged win so (laughs) okay i don't remember what dumb bleep that was but that was fun okay this is okay charlie i'm gonna play this god i miss him (laughs) I want to get Charlie's thoughts on it. Now we're switching bases a little bit here. We're going to talk about the U.S. 
Constitution. And I know libertarians, a little bit mix and matched on the Constitution mm-hmm. sometimes. Was it perfect? Well, it allowed us to get to the point that we're at right now, and so that's not great. But it has worked pretty well over the time since it was signed. We'll just say that. Uh, 240 years ago or, uh, you know, whatever, eight score just, and 90 could, years. If we could get back to the Constitution, I think that that would be a pretty good America. Yeah, that's yeah. a good goal. Yeah. Like if you want to say we out, can't go past that. I'm just saying, like, let's at least get there. There's a train. One of the stops is the Constitution. It keeps going, though, for everyone who wants to go past mm-hmm. that. And so let's all ride on the train towards the Constitution together. That's a good plan. Yeah, and well, the train can go two ways the, towards the Constitution or to hell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's the only places it goes. Those are your <laughs> options right there. OK, let's let's see what uh, let's see. Ellie Ellie Mistel. He's got a book. He's out here selling. Good job on the selling. Let's see what he had to say right here. You can understand the laws that govern this country, and you can understand how Republicans are obviously trying to manipulate those laws to take away the rights of minorities, women, the LGBTQ community. You can see it all, and I try to explain it all in ways that people can understand so that we can fight them. I have to tell you, I loved this book so very much. Um, The first chapter, Canceling Trash People is Not a Constitutional Crisis. Um, (laughs) Chapter 9, The Taking of Black Land, was another favorite of mine, and Reverse Racism is Not a thing. I just think it's fantastic. So let me, I live in Florida, so I'm like on ground zero of yes. where uh, all of this is happening. I'm, I'm out of my mind about the bills banning conversations about yeah. race and ethnicity and, and LGBTQ, uh, just even mentioning gender identity in primary schools. But some will say, okay, so are you arguing for throwing out the Constitution? Should the Constitution be thrown out? What do we do? Is it a living document Is it a, or is it a sacred document? It's certainly not sacred, all right? Let's start there. <laughs> the Constitution is kind of trash. Now, let's just, again, let's just talk as adults for a second. What did you say? It's what? It's kind of trash. Trash. It was was written by slavers and colonists and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. They didn't ask anybody to look like me what they thought about the Constitution. Mm -hmm. They didn't say, oh, Jim, come over here. What do you think about this old Constitution? Well, Massa, I sure don't like how you... Sell my children. Um, but I gotta say, man, this King George, he needs to be stopped. Yeah. My, my grandpappy used to say, ain't no taxation without representation for massa. Like, that's not what happened, right? Okay. This document was written without the consent of black and brown people in this country and without the consent of women in this country. And I say if that, that if that is the starting point, mm-hmm. the very least we can do is ignore what those slavers and colonists and misogynists thought and interpret the Constitution in a way that makes sense for our modern world. That's the re- <laughs> Even though, okay. even though, let me first start off and say that there were some bad things during that period of time. Absolutely. That's self-evident. Taxation, that's why they Obviously. did the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the way the Constitution is written actually protects minorities. Yeah, it's uh, the whole thing. Is about protect, protecting minority minorities against the majority. Once they, that's true. Now, of course, there was still slavery at the at the time. When was it? Seventeen eighty-seven, six, something like that. I can't remember when they when that officially. Seventeen eighty-seven. I'd said it's a, I don't one of those years out there. I don't really know which one it was. Um, yeah, of course, there was slavery at that time. Uh, the people, a lot of the people who signed it, did have slaves, of course. Does that make 
the principles that were lined out in the Constitution less true? Sorry, June 21st, 1788. 88. 88. We were all wrong. We were all in between it. Okay. I mean, the I guess Constitution was ratified on June 21st, 1788. It became the official document of the government of the United States of America. How about that? Mm-hmm. So what the, my question was, Charlie, given the fact that there was slavery at that time, does it make the Constitution, the principles inside of it, less valuable or less true? Okay, so they fixed the slavery part. All right. They fixed the women's rights part. You know, because it wasn't in sex. it wasn't in accordance with the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, so they fixed all that stuff. All right. So, what about using the Constitution makes the protection from the government of free speech, your right to defend yourself, religion, stuff like that, privacy, um, cruel and unusual punishment, trial by jury, whatever, all you know, stuff like that. You know the thing mm. that's in there. That's mm. in the. It's in there. It's in the. It's in the whole thing in there. Uh, what? What about? What about it? Makes all of that stuff just invalid, is what I want to know. Because those people had slaves, the idea that we should have freedom of speech protected from the government is an invalid argument. Yeah, because they were bad people. Okay. Yeah. This I is. Gotcha. This is. This would be. <laughs> this is the same thing as saying, and I like what Todd here. Todd. Todd in the live group said he never mentioned a single part of the Constitution he disagreed with. Yeah, that's and, true. And that whole thing. It was just well, white slave owners wrote it, so therefore we can't listen to it. Mm -hmm. That would be like saying we can't listen to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s words because he was a womanizer. Yeah. You know, like you. When you put up a statue of him, you're celebrating. All the stuff that he did in his personal yeah. life, apparently. You have to separate <laughs> the Ukrainian wheat from the Russian chaff, okay? <laughs> That's what you have to do. Separate yeah. the wheat from the chaff. The, because the ideas and the foundations and the principles of the Constitution has led to where we are now, which is the least amount of racism ever in the history of America. Despite what the news would despite tell you. Despite what they would, yeah. yeah, despite what the news would tell you. You can't just throw things out because people did certain things yeah right that you disagree that you disagree with like i support the constitution and i disagree with all the bad things that those people did i think women should have always had the right to vote i think that black people should have never been slaves i think that I, i'm against all of those things and still think that the foundations and the principles of our forefathers was wise beyond their years and that it's true because they were very young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that they set up a system, a, a place that created the greatest country the world has ever seen, provided the most amount of freedom, and has protected minorities that everyone has adopted or used as a way to uh, protect their citizens. Sorry for that interruption right there. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is a, I think that that point from Todd. Uh, was really good. He, like you said, he didn't mention a thing in the Constitution he disagreed with. He All he said was that the people who wrote it were bad. Mm. So that must mean that you shouldn't have freedom of speech or the right to defend yourself or anything like that. And he was yeah. pretty funny doing different voices and stuff. Yeah, no, he did. He, he yeah. It was good it was as far as like a comedy routine would go. Mm. You know, it was entertainment for sure. Okay, uh, this was a late entry. That was dumb bleep number six, by the way. This was a late entry. Uh, thank you, 
Amanda for sending this over from Civil Discord Podcast. And this is Juicy Smouye getting sentenced today. And he wasn't happy. Okay. And he he wanted you to know some some very important things after the sentencing. Now he actually got 150 days, I think, in jail and then some probation and gotta pay some fines and restitution, stuff like that. I actually didn't think he was gonna get jail time from the whole thing, but he did. And he's very worried about that jail time. So let's hear from him real quick. Anything not stated in those filings are waived for purposes of appeal. You cannot afford lawyers or transcripts. They would be provided free of charge. Do you have any questions? No, I would just like to say to Your Honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. That's what I was about to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. <laughs> My question is, is he I'm suicidal? I'm not going to myself. Yeah. I want you to know this. So, Juicy Smouye didn't kill himself. I think we all know that now. Did you already tweet that? No, I didn't. I'm sure it's too late. That's mm-hmm. already been done for sure. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm kind of worried about him because he does sound suicidal. Yeah. A lot of people in the group <laughs> sounds like he's, sounds like he's yeah. suicidal. Yeah. I'm not clear yet on that point. He's still going with the whole innocence thing. I'm innocent. Yeah. yeah. He's very innocent of this crime. doesn't matter. The clear proof, the clear evidence that they put out there or anything like that. He's clearly not just acting right now. And why would he think that he would be at danger in, in prison or in jail? That's what I want to know. What dirt on the Clintons does he have? I know. <laughs> You know, he's, yeah. he's got some powerful friends. Seems like he might have a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. He, uh, he must know some things. He, he knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for that late entry. Let me post the numbers real quick. And or Charlie, will I'll you post, post those while I'm go, going yeah. back through the thing? Let's see. Let me pull these up for everyone so we can go through these. Oh, wow. Look at Amanda. Amanda. Posted the numbers. All right. Along with the description. Wow. Of each. How one of about them. that? Thank you. The price of gas, number one, the price of gas is not really at a record high. Actually, it's, you know, it's like half the cost is what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Just remember that when you're filling up for like the most you've ever spent on gas. Yeah. Okay. What's hilarious is um, I use a credit card, as I think everyone should do when you're using uh, filling up for gas, so you can get points. Um, and they only authorize it for a hundred dollars. And so I can't actually ever fill up my truck because it now costs more than a hundred dollars to fill up the truck. Yeah. And my credit card only authorizes a hundred dollars at the pump. Isn't that to something? Mm, isn't that special? I have to call them and be like, look, you need to. There's a problem here with the numbers. They were all posted in the same message, which means they can't get their own she's separate. A, she's separating it out now. Okay. Are we yeah. separating these? Okay. Just just checking. All right. So number two, 
Elizabeth Warren wants to tax windfall profits, whatever the heck that is. Who decides that? Who decides what a windfall profit is? That's what I want to know. Number three. She does. Stephen Colbert, not worried because he's got a Tesla. Hey, you lowly people driving your gas vehicle, uh, just get a Tesla. That's the new, what is it? What's the thing that, you know, it's, it's like learn the code. Or uh, what was the other thing, Amanda, I think you were saying on, on Twitter the other day. What's this new thing? Buy a Tesla. Get a job. Learn the code. All that. <sighs> Come on. Come on, man. That's number three. Number four, Nina Turner says the solution to high gas prices is giving everyone a bunch of money. $2,000 a month. That's the solution. Oil companies cornered the energy market via lobbying the government. <laughs> Who then lobbying people like me. Who then controlled the industry. Okay, number five, Joe Biden. Um, two of these guys look like they could play ball. The other one looks like he could bomb you. No clue which ones he was talking about. The pictures really help on this, I think. great. The pictures help. Pictures were phenomenal. And uh, number six, uh, the Constitution is trash, among all of the other Dumb stuff that guy said in there. Number seven, coming in late. I don't have it on here. Juicy Smooye didn't kill himself is number seven. So let's get your votes in. Get your votes in, folks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then you can go to joingml.com. Be part of the live group. Lots of new members in here. People voting, I think, for the very first time this mm. week, which is nice. So um, come on in. Come on in and get your votes in. The water's warm. The, you can, then you have all kinds of other perks by joining on joingml.com. Like being our friends. It's one exactly. of the main perks mm -hmm. that you get. Do that. Purchase our friendship. I think, uh, are the votes still rolling in? Do we do we have a final vote tally? This one's split. It is very split today. There's, yeah. I'm surprised by the winner, too. Almost. Are we doing ranked choice voting here? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> and Amanda wants to adjust the votes for inflation. Oh, okay. Well, does so. that mean the one starting first that's had more time go on? So I don't know how many votes it's accrued. It looks like the winner is number six. The Constitution is kind of trash. Don King is the winner. Don Prince is the winner of this whole thing. That's Mr. Ellie something. I don't remember his last name. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Mm. Constitution's trashy. We should cancel trash. Old Don Queen. All right, let's go home. Mm. I'm going to go take a nap. And then going to... And then I'm driving to Illinois. All right, then. Before the snow hits. All right, y'all. You enjoyed today's episode. Hit that follow or subscribe button. Share the show with a friend, a family member, a foe, and the children. If you do all those things, we'll be back again Monday. Hope you have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.